everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Jesus. Thanks again for joining us. Today we're going to unpack a passage from the Old Testament that really helps us understand a specific issue in our world when it comes to following Jesus and allowing Him to determine the pace of our lives. And so the title for today is called Following the Cloud. If you're new to our podcast, again, welcome. Uh, we release this every single Tuesday. And the point of our podcast is just to grab a cup of coffee or tea or, or perhaps in the car as you're traveling either to work or to drop the kids off at school. We're just going to spend 10, 15 minutes together speaking about something, anything that may help us become more like Jesus or know him more. So subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you are on. Maybe share it on social media. And let's dive into today's session. Today, we're going to speak into the pace of life. I know, and you know, that different cities have different speeds. Cheryl and I have had the privilege of visiting a number of cities around the world, and we've lived both in the metropolis that is Johannesburg, South Africa, as well as a small farming and mining town in the Free State. Both were unique and special in a variety of ways, but one of the biggest differences between the two places was the pace at which life seemed to move. We were amazed that when people from Velcom, that small mining farming town, would come with us to Johannesburg, how they became anxious, they became nervous. And, and it was because all of a sudden they were coming from a slower pace to an incredibly fast pace. And I've learned that it is so easy to just slip into the pace of the city you're in, to live life according to the city's pace, not what God is calling you to. It's easy to just allow the situation, circumstance, the city we're in to determine the pace we live. And yet in the Old Testament, we're given a glimpse of what life following God looks like. So I want to read to you a passage out of Numbers. Uh, obviously, Moses is writing this. He's describing to us the, the nature of Israel's movements in the wilderness. Okay, and, and so that's really what this passage is describing. Numbers chapter 9, verse 16 says this. So it was always. The cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the tent, after that the people of Israel set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, there the people of Israel camped. At the command of the Lord, the people of Israel set out, and at the command of the Lord they camped. As long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. Even when the cloud continued over the tabernacle many days, the people of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and did not set out. Sometimes, the cloud was a few days over the tabernacle, according to the command of the Lord. They remained in the camp. Then according to the command of the Lord, they set out. Sometimes the cloud remained from evening until morning. And when the cloud lifted in the morning, they set out. Or if it continued for a day and a night, when the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether it was two days or a month or a longer time that the cloud continued over the tabernacle abiding there, the people of Israel remained in camp and did not set out. But when it lifted, they set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped, and at the command of the Lord, they set out. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by Moses. Now, this is detailed. It's incredible. Moses seems to go to great lengths to describe the pace at which the Israelites lived in the wilderness. Moses wanted everyone to know that in the wilderness, the cloud determined the pace. It was not the hearts of the people or the ambition of the leaders. They lived according to a divine schedule. God was the one who was determining their pace and their schedule. 
while this sounds really good in principle, I mean, let's be honest, God, we all want God to lead us, guide us. Uh, uh, it sounds good in principle, but if we unpack it a bit more, it, it doesn't seem so great anymore. Imagine for a moment that you are an Israelite. Okay, Imagine that you're in this and, and, and you're in the wilderness. You have a family. Perhaps you've got a spouse, kids, whatever it is. You also have a, a tent in which the family all stays. And so I want you to imagine that you're a family of four or five. And you've got a tent big enough for all five of you to stay in. And all your possessions and things are also stored in these tents, right? So you also have a whole bunch of possessions. And we know that when Israel left Egypt, they were blessed with the wealth of Egypt. And so they've got a lot of stuff, right? So not only do you have a tent just to sleep in, you've got a tent that's big enough to sleep in and store all your belongings. And you've got all those things. Perhaps you also have some sheep and cattle that you keep. And so along with the tent, along with the possessions, you have to make sure that your animals are taken care of. Perhaps you don't just have one or two, perhaps you got flocks, herds. Now, imagine that you had all of this and you never knew how long you would be staying in a single location. Imagine for a moment that after the law was given through Moses, you put everything together and the cloud moved for the first time. And you followed it because this was exciting. We are following the presence of God. God moves. We're going to move with God. You broke camp. You gathered your animals. You gathered your possessions. You got your tent ready to go. And you went. And you didn't go alone. You were moving with a group of over a million people. And you followed this divine GPS. Then at some point, the cloud stopped. And it settled. And beneath it, the tent of meeting was set up. And now this meant... It was time for you to pause. This was where you would stay. The problem is that you have no idea how long you'll be there. I wonder if you ever thought about that. Moses writes in the passage that we just read that sometimes you would be in a single location for one night, while other times you may be settling down for longer than a month. And you had no idea how long it would be before the cloud moved on again. You were never told, hey, this is a period of a month. You were never told we got 24 hours. You were in a constant place of not knowing whether the next morning would be a move morning or a stay morning. In this context, how do you set out your tent? So again, imagine this is you. You're, you're part of this journey. How would you unpack things? How would you settle? What do you do with your cattle and sheep? If you have traveled before, you know you unpack your bags very differently when you're just stopping over one night quickly at a, at a hotel or, or, or if you're going to stay for a few days or weeks somewhere. You unpack differently. You settle differently. I don't know if you can tell, but this really freaks me out. I would have really struggled. I like to be able to plan every day ahead of time. I want to know who is wearing what the next day and what is on the agenda. I want to be prepared. And if I'm not prepared, I struggle to sleep and rest. So this, as I read this, I, I get anxious. I struggle to sleep when I'm not prepared for the next day. And here was an entire nation who lived in that context continually. I, I'm so organized and, and stuff. What I do is I make sure the kids' clothes are set out the night before. Their bags are ready for whatever they've got ahead of them. My clothes are set out. All the dishes are washed. Everything's... I, I plan and prepare for the next day. And this would freak me out because I had no idea what the next day would bring. Do I unpack my kids' traveling clothes or their staying clothes? Do we pack up stuff the night before so we can go? And, and this would freak me out. So my question is this. Why? Why would God 
lead his people in this way. And if he did it with them, might he do, might he do something similar with us? The answer, I think, again, has to do with the concept of pace. God had rescued this people, Israel, from slavery, where their pace of life was determined by their owners, the Egyptians. The pace they had lived with was monotonous and it was brutal. They were driven hard 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You couldn't take leave. You couldn't have a weekend. It was all about productivity. They had no downtime. Their pace wasn't sustainable, but it was predictable. They would wake up every day knowing today was going to be intense and it would take everything they had to give. Today was a day of production. But they could also go to sleep every night knowing tomorrow was going to be more of what we experienced today. They could go to bed every night knowing what tomorrow held. God then rescues them from Egypt. But their rhythms and lifestyle would take a bit longer to change than their geographical orientation. They needed to learn a new pace. They needed to understand that this new pace was not about productivity, but about intimacy. God was leading them to a new land, but he was also leading them through a personal transformation. Where they were headed and who they were becoming was linked. And God was the navigator in both situations. He was navigating them in terms of where they were going and who they were becoming. God wanted the people to learn to rely on him. He wanted the people to learn that each moment was a moment for intimacy with him. Whether they were traveling or staying, he had to be their focus. The pace God set was exactly the pace at which intimacy could be developed. Was it unpredictable? Yes. Did it develop intimacy? Yes. Absolutely. God wanted the people to, to love him regardless of whether they're going or staying. He didn't want them to lean on their own understanding. It was less about preparing for tomorrow, worrying about tomorrow, planning about tomorrow. And it was learning to lean into God, not just today, but in the moment. It was learning to exist in the space of maybe not having all the answers, but having the one who has all the answers. One of the greatest things we can learn in life is how to navigate mystery. Reason and understanding cannot make sense of mystery, but faith can. Living in the unknown means relying on faith, and this is perhaps why God would lead people in such a mysterious way. This is why he may lead us in a similar way. For some of us, we're in the space where we have no time to settle. We, we seem to be in that space of every day we're moving, and God seems to move us all the time to something new. We never get a chance to settle in that position or that company or that relationship or that city. Because God seems to keep moving us. For some of us, we're in the opposite. We have been camping so long, wondering when the cloud will move. And each morning we wake up, hoping to pack up again, and nothing. The cloud is exactly where it was the day before. You know the frustration of seeing everyone else pack and go, and your cloud just won't move. Here you are, still where you were last year, and the year before that, and the year before that, and so on and so forth. Some of us have prayed for either more movement or less movement. And for some reason, God seems to be on his own timetable. I want to help us all out here. The pace that God is leading you is exactly what you need now to develop intimacy with him. He is leading you at the speed of intimacy. 
And that speed of intimacy can change depending on the day and the context. He's not leading at you at the speed of light, which is way too quick, or the speed of continental drift, which is way too slow. He's leading you at the speed, the pace of intimacy. Perhaps the greatest lesson we can learn when we are frustrated with the pace of life and don't know what tomorrow will bring is to lean into intimacy with the one who is determining the pace. God knows you. He loves you. He knows where he's taking you. He knows who you need to be when you get there. And so maybe the pace he is leading you at is the best possible pace, not just for you to get where you're going, but to get where you're going as the person he is calling you to be. So today, can I encourage you? Don't be frustrated by living at the pace of intimacy. You might be frustrated that you keep moving, or you might be frustrated that you haven't moved in so long. God knows. God knows you. He knows what's best for you. He knows where you need to head. And he is developing intimacy in and through you at a pace that is perfect for your relationship with him. And when we understand that, we can then rest, pause, and say, I might not know what tomorrow brings, but I know who holds tomorrow. I might not have all the answers, but I know the one who does. I might not have the plans, but I know the one who is planning my future. And so today, can I encourage you, don't get frustrated when you follow the cloud. Don't get frustrated with the pace of intimacy. Rather, can I encourage you, lean into the moment and fall more in love with Jesus. God, we pray that this would be our, our battle cry, that we would fall in love with you, that we would follow you, whether you call us to stay or go, that we would have the faith to know that your pace is the best pace possible for us to be intimate with you. And so God, give us peace with the pace that you've set. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope this has encouraged you. And this week, I pray that you would begin to understand the pace that God has you at and that it's a pace of intimacy. God bless. Have an amazing week. And we'll see you next week at Coffee with Jesus. <music>